As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. Steve, tell listeners what you cover on the show. The Boost is our podcast, and the tagline is Conversations with People Promoting Mental Health, and that's what it is. So it's marketers, company executives, therapists, and mental health advocates talking about what they're doing to move this industry and this important thing called mental health forward. Amazing. And where can people subscribe? I'm big on LinkedIn, so you can find us there, just uh, slash Steve Turney, or you can find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey there, this is Danielle. And this is Jamie. Welcome to episode 53 of the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast. We are super excited today because we are starting a brand new series on the podcast, which we have named, and Jamie actually came up with this and I loved it, Unlock the Mystery. And the first mystery that we want to dive into for this sort of series that we're doing is money. And so we're going to focus a number of upcoming episodes all about the different sides of money in your influence influencer business. And really, we want to talk about some things that we just don't think enough people talk about in public. I told I I love this topic because people are so nervous about money. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have some really awesome interviews with with influencers that are at all stages of their business. We're also going to be talking to some experts about other pieces of the money puzzle. Today, we thought we'd kick off the series with lessons that we've learned. They apply to our businesses, our lives, and what we have seen clients encounter as well. So let's dive in with a little bit of background. I've talked on the podcast in a number of different past episodes, but I have had like so many money issues in my past. But one thing that we haven't specifically talked about is kind of my own money story, which I wrote about extensively as a personal finance blogger once upon a time on my site, The Frugal Lawyer. It doesn't exist anymore. You can't find it. At that time, I was $37,000 in credit card debt 
that doesn't get into money that I owed my grandparents. That doesn't get into my insane student loans from law school. But I managed to pay off that $37,000 in credit card debt in under three years. And I really documented the process. And one thing that I've learned is that my money issues went so much deeper than just learning how to pay off my debt. I didn't need like a tutorial on just snowball, whatever you want to talk about for your debt repayment methods. I was seriously like a hot mess with money. And it's just been a work in progress. I finally think I'm getting where I need to be. We want to talk about that because if I feel like a hot mess, I am sure that a lot of other people (laughs) also feel like a hot mess when it comes to money. Jamie, what has your story with money looked like? My story is a little bit different. I had not had really much money mindset issues except for really one. And this was so eye-opening to me and I felt, and I don't want to gender stereotype, but I did feel like it is somewhat part of sort of the female, like certain female characteristics. It's my inability to ask for money for myself. I can do it as a lawyer for clients. I am incredibly aggressive when it comes to that and I have no problems with it. And I can do it in business, but like on a personal level, you know, you go to the car dealership or you're negotiating for a contractor and I would always just sort of leave it to my husband to deal with. And I'm like, you do it, you do it. And then I had a minute and I was like, why am I doing that? I need to face that. And so that's sort of the money issue that I've always dealt with and I'm dealing with and I'm working on. And I force myself into incredibly uncomfortable situations you know, we recently did some work on my on my kitchen, for example, and I dealt with the contractor and I dealt with some of the money stuff that happened and it was super uncomfortable. I didn't have that in work, but for some reason, my personal life, I was almost apologetic about it. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want to have sort of the two sides. So that's that's sort of the money issue that I've been working on. So now that we've bared our souls <laughs> and you know all about us. Um, you'll know that we've spent a lot of time thinking about this. So we want to tell you about some of the top lessons that we've learned about money. So the first lesson that I have for people is that your past is really going to impact your relationship with money in your business. So that personal really does carry over. Don't ignore it. Uh, I really recommend, it's shocking, I have book recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) But I really recommend exploring some money mindset books. I've read You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero twice. I did it both on my Kindle and on audio. And I recommend it a lot. I'm just trying to ignore how much she says I'm a because that does get annoying. Um, (laughs) I know a ton of people who thought that they didn't have money issues, but then they read it and they said, oh, wow, I didn't realize it, but I do need to work on this one particular area. And it really just improved their personal and professional view on money. So my lesson for people is get to the root of your relationship with money and then you can really start to move forward. Another lesson that we've learned and something that we want to stress, and honestly, I think this is really one of the driving forces of why we're doing this series is talk about money. Just yes, money is so, it's such a touchy topic for so many people and it's always so shrouded in secrecy. Um, And so one of the reasons that we decided to do this is we really want to open up the conversation about how people make money, where people struggle, and really 
sort of unlock that mystery. Um, and I think it's very timely too, because I just read this article in the New York Times about the positive impact of talking about how much money you make. It is so beneficial and there's so much great that can come from it that I'm excited that we're sort of joining that conversation. I appreciate that you have read a nice New York Times article because if I think about the last thing I read about money, I guarantee you it was a romantic comedy involving the word billionaire in the title. Ah, so I, re- I read those too. <laughs> I'm going to act real. like I don't. Do you know there's a series now on Amazon, something like The Trillionaire? And I'm like, really, guys, oh, we've come on. up leveled. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But before we digress into all of my random reading habits, our next lesson is, and this is a big one, don't ignore aspects of your business because you feel like you, quote, can't afford it. This is something that we hear really commonly for people on the legal side. I can't afford a lawyer. I don't want to do this. I'm just going to put my head in the sand and nope. Remember that these things are an investment in your business. And while it may feel like you can't afford it, just like with anything, if you need to set a budget, save up, prioritize, remember that sometimes saying I can't afford it is really just a reflection of what your priorities are. Make sure that you're placing your emphasis and your care on the right areas when it comes to how you are allocating money in your business. I want to repeat everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's just, it's a huge one. I mean, it is definitely the number one thing that we hear is like, I just, I just can't afford to do that. And sometimes I'm like, all the time in my personal life too. I'm like, I can't afford that. That is $5. Yeah. But then I'll be like, I need to go get Botox this weekend. And that is more than $5. So it's really about determining your values and what's important to you. You probably can afford it. It's just maybe it's not that important. So acknowledge that, accept that, don't attach the money to it. I completely, completely agree with you. It's um, it's important. I'm excited because I know with some of our upcoming interviews, we're going to be talking a lot about that. The next lesson, which I think is so important, and we even had a podcast about that talked about it, is to diversify your income streams. Our interview with Jenny Guy on monetizing is actually one of our most downloaded episodes. And when I sent her that, we did like a little happy dance because I thought that that was such a good episode. But the thing I think that came from that and why a lot of people resonated with that is because income can come from a lot of different areas. Um, And in an upcoming podcast, we're talking to um, a blogger who talks all about her her different income streams. It's really eye-opening. That's specific to each person though. So I think it's really important to explore which income streams make the most sense for you and work best for your business. Our next lesson is make a money date with yourself. This might sound like the worst date you have ever been on, but you might start to look forward to it. I think that the first place I really heard that phrasing for it was from Small Business Boss on their podcast. Maggie and I have talked about this quite a lot. And really, the whole goal of the money date is just take some time to get to know your financial situation. If you are anything like me, you might, I don't know, maybe avoid it, not want to log in, not want to be like, oh, what did I do? Don't do that. Take a whatever time it is, whether it's going to be weekly, monthly, however, whatever makes the most sense for you. Review your budget, review your income. Look at all of the aspects of your financial situation. Just make sure you know no one wants surprises when it comes to money. So just make sure you review that. Look at the tools that you're spending money on regularly, like those monthly recurring charges because 10 bucks a month might not seem like a huge deal. But if you're not using it, why on earth are you paying for it? That's money that you could be putting towards something else. So just be comfortable 
spending that time on your financial situation and give it the importance that it deserves in your schedule. <laughs> this one, the next lesson that we've learned, which I think was a little bit of a hard one for us, was that sometimes you have to spend money to make money. Oh <laughs> my gosh, huge right? lesson for us, gosh. And that really came in our hiring journey, for sure. It How was, many times did I say, we can't afford it, we can't yeah, afford it, we can't afford it. So go back yeah. to the other lesson and add it to this one. Exactly. We hear it all the time. Can't afford it. I don't have enough money. And this, like I said, hiring is a, such a big one. And we talk about this all the time. We talk about how we waited too long to hire. And I will tell you that we have made more from our hires than we have spent. No question. It is an investment in your business. And it makes so much sense. And after you spend the money that you were scared to spend, you're always like, what on earth was I doing? <laughs> yeah, we've had that conversation a couple of times. We're like, what were we doing? And it's a thousand times. It's a good thing. It's a good yes, thing. It is. Our next lesson, I think, is related a bit to this because while we're talking about investing and spending the money, please don't be afraid to hire a professional to help you learn more about the money side. If it's not something that you know about, feel comfortable with, whether it is a CPA, a tax preparer, a virtual CFO, they can be absolute wizards in helping you ease those money pains. We strongly recommend hiring a bookkeeper if that isn't something you like to handle, which I'm raising my hand back here because let's just say that was one of the things in our business where I was like, I'm just not going to do it. And Jamie was like, okay. And that was the very first thing that we outsourced. And I think it was one of the best decisions we could have made is having someone else handle that side of things so that we could do the things that make the most sense for us. Absolutely. Oh, that was, that was so eye-opening for sure. And that is such a unique area. You know, if you really don't know what you're doing, you can really mess up your books. <laughs> Another lesson that I think we see a lot is people get really focused, and I, I love this term so much, Danielle coined it, about the shiny front-facing items. This is so, so true. This is like when you want to invest in website design, a new logo, fancy headshots. That is, while you can see it, so I think sometimes a lot of people feel better about turning money over for that, sometimes that's not the best area to be investing in. Sometimes it's the things that are completely in the back end, like a Pinterest manager, because that will help drive more traffic, that will bring more people to your website, and then you can get those website design and the new fancy headshots. But really evaluate not only the forward-facing items, but a lot of the back-end stuff I think is really important to take a look at and to know that those need to be a part of your line items in your budget. Okay, Jamie, our next lesson is one that I feel like yeah. I'm kind of ducking over this a little uh, bit. But I love it, this lesson. It needs to be said. It needs to be shouted from a mountain. <laughs> you can't in and I think it's specific. I am gonna caveat because it's making me obviously a little nervous. We see this a lot in the influencer space, and I think it's partially the nature of the beast, but please stop expecting everything to be free or super duper cheap. Um it's a hard truth that we see happen. I think there's this belief sometimes that because you're an influencer offering promotion, exposure, whatever it is that you can do, you can barter for absolutely everything. Oh. And there just there are some things that you've got to pay for and they are 
absolutely worthwhile investments for your business. So please don't think that because somebody's trying to charge you that they are trying to rip you off, that they don't see your value, that they don't think that you are important or good at your job. They also have to do their job. I, 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 I like I'm I'm stuttering on my words because this one <laughs> is one of my biggest pet peeves. It drive I see so many Facebook groups where someone will post about a complex item, whether it's legal, financial, whatever the case may be. I saw a recent one about trademarks, which was one of the most complex areas of the law to deal with. And somebody had a really complex trademark issue and was asking a question. And a whole bunch of people were saying, oh, you should talk to a lawyer. You should talk to a lawyer. I'm not even talking about naming lawyers. I'm just saying they were like, that's really complicated. And someone wrote, that's going to make it more expensive if you talk to a lawyer. I just was like, oh, my God, you know, what's going to be more expensive is the end result. Yeah. So the the expecting it to be free is just, oh, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, which goes along with that lesson is the idea of getting what you're worth, right? So if we're talking about the expectation of free, it's also knowing getting what you're worth. This does get a lot of discussion. People talk about rates. But the thing is that I think gets lost a little bit is we are big believers in the idea that you need to know what your return on your investment is for the things you do. So I think there's a lot of people talking generally about getting your worth, getting talking about rates, but you also have to evaluate it personally. And you have to look at how much time you spend on things. And are you making enough to justify that time? Everything can be made into almost like an hourly rate. And if you look at what your hourly rate ends up being based on how much time something takes you, that's really your return on investment. And it's an important calculation that I think people skip. Along with that, our next lesson is stop wasting money. (laughs) And I think that, you know, we talked a little bit about make sure you're using the things that you're paying for. That's one side of this. But another really good example that I hear a lot about is Facebook ads. I am not an expert on Facebook ads. This is absolutely something that we hire someone to handle for us. But I think everyone knows that Facebook ads can be an incredibly effective way to generate leads or to drive traffic, especially if you learn how to do them really well or like we would hire someone to handle it. Yes. But I still hear a lot of people saying, oh, I'm just going to do a boost. I've heard from a lot of people that like a boost is really not the best way to spend your money. Like you're just giving Facebook the money, but you're not getting the end results. So don't just spend money on one area because it's easy. Really take the time to look and see how you are spending that money so that you're not wasting it on something that might not be as efficient as running an ad for example. I I think that's so true. I think another example of that is LinkedIn is one of those sort of areas that you and I have talked so much about. And I know there's premium and there's, and my instinct is to just like start throwing money in there and see what happens. But really we would, we would need to find an expert to help us with that and navigate it. So we're spending money in the right way because it can really, it can, it can add up quickly. The last lesson that I'm going to talk about is actually my favorite lesson. This is, this is my, like, this is my mantra. And that is stay in your lane. Don't pay attention to what anyone else is doing, particularly those headlines and those income reports, if they aren't helping you. Just focus on you. Focus on your goals. Sometimes income reports are great and can be incredibly helpful because they sort of take the mystique out of rates and income away. And that's great. I love that discussion. But if it causes an issue for you, if it's not helpful for you, ignore it. It's just noise. 
find the information that's going to be helpful for you and pay attention to that, but just focus on you and do you and you'll be much more, you'll be much happier. (laughs) Our last lesson really is reiterating exactly what Jamie just said, and that is to set your own goals. Don't let someone else's goals be what is driving you. For some people, the end goal may be to earn a six-figure income from affiliate sales. I am not here to say whether or not that is a worthy goal for you. It's completely personal, and it might not be what interests you. Focus on what it is that you want to achieve. Write it down. Look at what the steps are going to be. Put a plan in place, and then really focus on how you want to achieve those financial goals. Focus on that, not on whatever the latest shiny object is. So just like Jamie said, don't focus on those, I can get you a six-figure income by building your list to X, Y, or Z. Focus on you. Not that on that. I hear that side. We need people set those goals for yourself mm-hmm. and then focus on only those. So we want to hear from our members of the HQ all about the issues you face with money. Um, and that will help us with our upcoming series because we have certainly reached out to some people, but we're still putting together content. So we'd love to hear from you what you would be interested in learning more about or who you'd like to hear from. If you're not a member of the HQ, you can find us at businessease.com slash HQ. I'm actually going to throw out there, Jamie, that if you have an idea specific to money and you want to pitch us to appear, Ah, we'd love to hear it from you as well. You can email us at questions at businessease.com. And we would love to hear a little bit more about why you should be on the show to talk about a specific area of money. Unfortunately, it's something that, as we said at the beginning, it's so like people just don't talk about it. So if this is an area that you want to talk about, we would love to hear from you and share your story with with everyone who is listening. So please email us again. It's questions at businessease.com if you'd like to send us a pitch. And if you need show notes for this episode, you can visit businessease.com slash episode 53. Thanks so much. We are super excited to get this conversation started and we will see you with more Unlock the Mystery money discussions next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. 
go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.